Hi, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. Very thankful to be with you and share the Word of God with you. It's one of the highlights of my life. If you, my voice is a little different, had a little flu thing trying to overtake me, but thank God he's brought us through. We're able to share with you. And I know many of you are going through times of deep sorrow, deep suffering. I just, um, I've never seen it like this in my lifetime. Those aren't negative statements. I just believe that we're very close to the coming of our Lord. And often we focus on this present world. And if you do that, it can be very discouraging. Many times I will, I'm a great um, lister. I write out a lot of things. I, I try to journal every day. One of my faults is that I write out my problems and then I write out how I think I'm going to solve them, which sometimes gives me just more problems with myself. But I'm learning as a Christian, even after all these years knowing the Lord, that um, it's better just to say, Lord, here are my problems and I need you to handle them supernaturally. I will assist you. I'm not expecting you just to assist me. So when you work for God, it's so much better. You know what I mean? Anyway, our broadcast today is going to really encourage you. It's all about the new heaven, the new earth, and the new Jerusalem out of Revelation chapter 21. Our sponsor today is a beloved gentleman, a Mike Green with A Platinum Plus limousines. Perhaps you just have a special occasion you want to celebrate. I know that he even has limousines that'll take your family or loved ones or business associates to um, uh, sporting events like the Ravens games, etc. And boy, have they been doing well. We're so proud of them. But his company is a platinum limousines. He's a fine Christian. You can trust your family and your loved ones with them. Maybe you got a wedding coming up. You need to book that for the uh, spring, perhaps. Call Mike at 410-796-7433. Also, last week I had um, one where I did not include one of our sponsors and so let me give a shout out if you need any building construction done a very fine uh, builder is will shockey and you can call him at 443-791-4420 443-791-4420 and let's um celebrate and let's um Encourage these who uh, sponsor us in the getting out of the Word of God. 
In Revelation 21, listen to this. We're going to try to get through the whole chapter. I'll review quickly. It says, And I, John speaking, saw a new heaven and a new earth and a new Jerusalem. There's a passage in 2 Peter 3, 10 to 13, where the former heaven, earth, and all were um, destroyed by fire, will be destroyed by fire. The elements will melt with a fervent heat. So much um, pollution, so much demonic activity, and God just says, as he did in the days of Noah's flood, I'm just going to start over with a new palate. So John says, I saw a new heaven, a new earth, and a new Jerusalem. For the first, listen to this, for the first heaven, I'm sorry, I added the word Jerusalem. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. There was no more sea. Now we know that the earth is covered by predominantly water, but we won't have a need for that in the life hereafter. And I, John, here's where it says this, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And so in this verse, you see there's this new place, a dwelling place. Remember John, Jesus said in John 14, I'm going to prepare a place for you. We have the new heaven, the new earth, and now this suspended city called the new Jerusalem, the new city of peace. How God loved throughout the scripture, the original Jerusalem. And so here we're going to have a place where we will have peace. And it says in verse 3, And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God, the dwelling place of God, is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them, and be their God. One of the blessings of this present life is having God in your life. I cannot imagine a godless life, and neither should you be able to. And if you don't have God in your life, man, you need him. And it's, it's so easy to just repent of your sin and receive Christ as your Savior, and God will be your God. Verse 4 is one of the most beautiful verses in the scripture because in this life there's a lot of hurt, a lot of heartache, a lot of sickness, a lot of struggle, a lot of death. And there will come a day when God himself shall wipe away all tears from our eyes. And there shall be no more death, which brings a lot of sorrow, neither sorrow just from the things we experience in this life. I was looking at a report this week of a gentleman that was in Tennessee and entire areas of his town were wiped out. Those are times of great sorrow. 
But in heaven, there will be no more tears, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. And there shall be, neither shall there be any more pain. Some of you right now, as uh, you're listening, are going through times of excruciating pain. Some of it can even be emotional pain, mental pain, or physical pain. But in heaven, it won't be like that. The former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. This earth is getting worn out. Romans says that she groans and travails for redemption even till now. And he said unto me, Right. For these things, or these words, are true and faithful. You can trust the Word of God. You can't necessarily trust the media or man, or even sometimes ministers. But you can trust the Word of God. Here in the sixth verse it says, And he said unto me, It is done. The Lord's final work for redemption was done on the cross when he said it is finished, but God is now just saying, my program is done. I have a place for you. It's finished. And he says, the one that's on the throne said, I am Alpha and Omega. So we know this is God the Son. How do we know that? Because in uh, Revelation 1.8, Jesus is described as the Alpha and Omega, first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And he's called the beginning and the end. I love the verse that says, he who began a good work in you will perform it till the day of Jesus Christ. And I will give to him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. In this earth, we thirst for things emotionally. We thirst for things physically. We thirst for things mentally and, and all just to satisfy us. But God is going to give us of the water of life freely. And that will satisfy any thirst that we have. Verse 7, do not give up, do not quit. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Do you realize no matter how you struggle financially right now or how poor you may feel that you have a great inheritance awaiting for you because your heavenly father is wealthy? The book of Haggai says he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. But if you overcome, that shows that you're a true Christian. You just don't give up. Do we fall? Yes. Do we fail? Yes. Do we sin? Yes. But we don't quit if we're a Christian because we have God's spirit within us. He that overcometh shall inherit all things and I will be his God. Or again, that possession like the 23rd Psalm where David wrote, The Lord is my shepherd and he shall be my son. You may not know your family lineage or heritage. You might think, well, I was born out of wedlock or I don't even know who my parents are. But to think that you have been adopted by God the Father, 
and you can cry, Abba, Father. Verse 8, it talks about those that refuse to repent and refuse to turn to the Lord. And it says, but the fearful and unbelieving, see, believing in his word, believing in Jesus is what makes you a Christian. And all abominable, that's just a great word to describe all the horrors of sin and all murderers. Can you imagine people that just hate so bad that they want to kill people? And oremongers, whoremongers, those are those that do not want to be faithful to their mates and to the one that God placed in their life. They just are chasing all kinds of men and women and a sexuality outside the bonds of marriage. And sorcerers, there's so many that are dabbling in the occult. Do not dabble with the occult. That's trying to make a rattlesnake your friend. You will get bit. And you will not like what happens when Satan starts messing with you. And all idolaters, don't worship this present world, your possessions, your the pride of life all those things, it's not worth it. Only worship the true and living God. And all liars and they which have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. We talked about that in Revelation 20, the great white throne judgment. If your name is not found in the Lamb's book of life, you'll be cast into the lake of fire. You say, I don't believe that. Well, I, I would like to not believe it, but it's the truth of the word of God that there is a final punishment for those that will reject our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, I believe it's one out of chapter 17, powerful angel with had the seven plagues and talked with me saying, come hither and I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. Remember, we did share with you that there are the Old Testament saints. We're all saints, but Old Testament saints. There is the church, the body of Christ. That's the bride of Christ. And then we have the tribulation saints. So there are actually three groups and the particular one it's talking about is, I'll show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit. Remember, John had been carried in the way, away in the spirit in chapter one, as he was on the Isle of Patmos. Well, this is the spirit takes him away and reveals things to him to a great and high mountain. It does not say a specific mountain, but that's just for perspective. And he showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. Imagine getting a tour of that wonderful, incredible place. Let's continue. 2111, it says, having the glory of God. Remember in 1 Kings, I think it's chapter 5, 
when they dedicated the temple, it was filled with the glory of God, the cloud of glory, the Shekinah glory, the presence of God. I love it when sometimes just in worship or meditation or your study of the word or in life when God will just reveal his presence to you. Well, imagine having his presence around you all the time. It will be enjoyable. It will be euphoric. It will be a blessing. Having the glory of God in her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone. The light is like a diamond. The jasper is a diamond, clear as crystal. And in this celestial city, there was a wall great and high and had 12 gates. In the book of the Revelation, particularly in chapter 21, it's all about the number 12, 12 gates, 12 angels, um, 12 uh, foundations, 12 apostles, 12 pearls, 12 manners of fruit in chapter 22, even the size, 12,000 furlongs or 130, I'm sorry, 1,342 um, squared, all right, miles. That's a huge place, large enough for all believers to fellowship and worship in. It says, and the, there was a wall, great and high, had 12 gates, and the gates had 12 angels, and the names were written, which are the names of the 12 tribes of Israel, believing Israel. On the east, there were three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. And on the west, three gates. It says, in the wall of the city had 12 foundations, and in them were the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. So you have the 12 tribes of Israel representing the, I believe, the Old Testament believers. And here you have the 12 apostles representing the New Testament believers of the Lamb. And he that talked with me had a golden reed. The golden reed was the form of measurement, or the reed actually, and it was 10 feet long to measure the city and the gates thereof. And the city was four square, and the length of it was as large as the breadth, and the height of it as equal. In other words, it was a perfect cube. And he measured the wall thereof, 144 cubits, according to the measure of man, that is, of the angel. And so imagine this 144 cubits is a little over 200 feet high. Now, I believe that the wall just represents our security that we will have with the Lord forever and ever. Not that there will be those that will seek to enter in because God will deal with all of his enemies. He just wants us to feel like 
that's our place and we are secure in that place. And the building of the wall of it was jasper and the city of pure gold. So the building of the wall was like uh, the material of a diamond and the city was pure gold, like a transparent gold, like unto clear glass. And the foundations of the wall of the city were garnished with all manners of precious stones. And then it goes on to describe them in the next two verses, verses 19 and 20. It's really hard to believe, or hard not hard to believe, but hard to picture how beautiful this city will be. Listen to this. You've seen all the beautiful birthstones. Well, listen to these. There'll be jasper or like diamonds. Sapphires is that beautiful blue stone. Agate is blue and it's mixed with some stripes in it. Emerald is green. Sardonyx is red and white. Sardius is like a reddish honey color. And Christoalis, I believe that's pronounced right, is a pale green. Also, there's a sea green. There's a yellow green of topaz. There's another one, Chrysoparis, and that's the shade of green. And then there is jacinth, which is a violet. And there is also purple. Now, when you hear of all these colors and the city being like a diamond and the gold all around it, you wonder, well, is that beauty in and of itself? No, here's what makes it beautiful. What makes it beautiful is that the light is God. Listen to verse 21 down to 27, and we'll close today. And the 12 tribes or the 12 gates were 12 pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl. And the street of the city was pure gold as it was transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein. Here in the earth, we've had temples and we've had churches to worship, but there there's no temple. Why? Because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple, the Lamb are the temple of it. So just imagine now we have so many faults and failures in the religious system, and every day there's some kind of a scandal or there's some kind of um, political problem or mess within our organizations. Well, when we get to heaven, there will be no temple there because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. It's all about a person, not a particular place. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, which God has graciously given to us while we're here on the earth to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it. And the Lamb is the light thereof. Remember we learned in the Gospel of John that 
Jesus is the light of the world, John 1, 7 to 9, chapter 3, verse 19, chapter 8, verse 12, chapter 12, verse 35, 1 John 1, 5 to 7. And the nations of them which are saved, not all unbelieving nations, but believers in those nations shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth shall bring their glory and honor into it. Imagine now whenever you see kings and nations and they have parades and all that. Well, it's just saying they bring all their glory and all their honor. And they don't take it unto themselves. They're giving it to God. And the gates of it shall not be shut. We have no need of fear of enemies or terror or warfare at all by day, for there is no night there. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall in no wise enter in to this city anything that is evil. And so what a portrait of heaven you've seen today. God bless you for listening. If you don't know Christ, will you repent of your sins today and receive him as your Lord and Savior? He wants to be your Savior today. Pray with me, Lord, I repent of my sins and I receive you as my Lord and Savior in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. If you'd like to contact me, um, you can do that by email, charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N-1234 at gmail.com or text me at 386-795-8494. This is Pastor Earl saying, I love you.